My name is Marcy Lundy. Today is Tuesday, December 7th, 2021, and this is the Cult of Kindness podcast. If this is your first time listening, welcome. What the Cult of Kindness is, is a masterclass, if you will. It's for all of us that are on a kindness journey. Perhaps you've always been kind and you're just looking for a way to refresh your kindness skills. Or perhaps you feel as though you've never been kind, but you do indeed understand the power of kindness. Or perhaps you understand the power of kindness, but you're in fear of your kindness being taken for weakness. This is for all of us. I welcome you. And I say all of us, as I am also on my kindness journey right along with you. And if you are a regular listener, you do know that last week I said that this week I would be announcing the book of the month, which was a Brene Brown book. And if you're a Brene Brown fan, you're completely aware of the fact that the December book of the month is Atlas of the Heart. And aside from just being a Brene Brown fan overall, um, I have already began the book and uh, there's a couple of points that she's brought up that I know that myself along with so many others can totally relate to. And so what we'll do today is just touch on a couple of points that I found myself writing down straight away because I knew that it was something that I wanted to discuss on the podcast today. The first thing I wrote down was, for children, it's easy for everything to become a source of shame when nothing is normalized. So Brene, at this point of the book, was talking about how in her home, you know, it was very important for her parents to have the representation of a, let's say, sterile, typical, normal, boring family, suburban life. <laughs> and she says that, uh, again, for children, it's easy for everything to become a source of shame when nothing is normalized. Um, and she was saying, although her parents were nice people, they weren't particularly laying their foot down in any particular direction or in regards to any sort of thing. And uh, I could definitely see where that would be problematic because when we're children, that is the starting point, whatever our parents are teaching us in uh, the family household. That's what we take as law and that's what we go out into the world with. So you can definitely see where, um, I don't know if that would get you off on the wrong foot, but if you're not aware of um, something that is being made to look just so, but is not, then you may perhaps become comfortable with the idea of keeping up appearances and uh, what is real is not truly real because that's what you were seeing as a child. And so, of course, as you get older, you got into the world and 
you are good at tying everything up into a tidy little bow to look normal. However, on the inside, you're not completely sure of what normal is because you once you get out into the world, you see so many different versions of so many different things. And uh, if you weren't taught anything one way or the other, you find yourself saying, oh, okay. So what I grew up with in my household, this uh, was my normal. It wasn't necessarily the normal and perhaps not even the normal in my household. There was just not uh, any sort of structure happening. And just thinking about that in regards to going into the world and aside from putting your best foot forward, being a kind individual, uh, you can be kind. But then I could see where that kindness uh, might come with a little baggage as you get older because you have a lot that you need to figure out. Things you didn't realize you needed to figure out. Which can be a great part of the journey if you're able to see it for what it is and perhaps have a therapist if need be. Uh, I think the point of realization, even if as a child you grew up where nothing was solidified as normal, when you're able to get older and want to understand what is and what isn't. Uh, I think that that's a lot of progress. And when you're able to do that, you're going to be of great help to the world because anyone that's willing to try and understand something other than what they thought was so coming up is a great help to the world, is a great help to all of us. Another thing that I could barely finish reading before I noted it onto my paper was top level observation powers. So if you are already reading the book or if you haven't started yet, I won't spoil anything here. Uh, but when she was talking about top level observation powers, she was writing about how she always knew she was magical. And as she goes on to say, not necessarily magical, but just aware. She was aware. Um, you know, I've talked about this in many different Cult of Kindness podcast episodes. It's very important to be aware. If you're not aware, uh, life can be uh, touchy. <laughs> We always need to be aware, even when we're in the safe, what we feel is the safest, most secure and positive setting ever. You should always be aware. And it doesn't mean aware that something dangerous is about to happen, but just aware of people's actions and how they move through the world and how you should, uh, how you should take that person you know uh not in a bad way but you're just aware if you're studying people if you will to an extent then you're always aware even when people are not directly talking to you you may just be in a circle uh of individuals having a conversation and if you're aware of what everyone is saying doing the way in which they say it the energy that's behind them when they're saying it it's very telling and 
not that you will cheat your way through life because you're aware, but it helps a lot because you are always noticing the energy of people. And the energy of people is very telling. Even if their mouth is telling you one thing uh, and their <laughs> their energy is telling you something else. If you're aware, you'll pick up on that. Be it good or bad. Just be aware. So I immediately wrote down top level observation powers because I knew exactly what she was talking about. And it's a great tool to have in life. You know, it's where you're very easily able to observe a person that's kind or a person that is perhaps going through something in their life. It's a way to just be connected, you know, and connection is is what keeps the world going, connection. And it doesn't mean you have to say, oh, let me study you, let me take you in. You can do it without having to actually even say anything to anyone. You just open up your mind and it doesn't even mean you're necessarily staring at the person, which would be very awkward. You're just aware, literally. And after she talked about top-level observation powers, she wrote, What surprised me the most when I was growing up was how little other people seemed to understand or even think about the connection between feeling thinking and behavior I remember often thinking oh god do you not see this coming I didn't feel smarter or better just weirder and pained by the amount of hurt that we are capable of causing one another the observation powers were partly survival and partly how I'm wired and Think about it. Think about it. She said it was partly survival and partly how she's wired. And if you take the time to think about that, a lot of us are that way. You know, not survival like we're out in the wild and we have to do certain things or be a certain way to survive. But as I just discussed if you're in a setting with uh, individuals you can uh, study someone and be aware of how they are and how their energy is towards people that is important you know and it doesn't even necessarily have to be someone that you personally are going to have to interact with regularly but it is a way to If you're not doing so already, just begin to be aware of people and their actions. Uh, You know, just so that you do know how people are and you know how to deal with them accordingly. And that's not in a way that's meant to be a threat because you can study an individual and find they're the most joyful person known to man, which is a gift. That is a bonus. And you can study an individual that is a coworker and learn, okay, this is a very kind person. But when we're in a setting where we're at a meeting 
are in a meeting and we need to get down to the business, this person is very, I mean, business, although they're a kind person. If you just observe and are aware of things like that, this, this is what I'm talking about. It doesn't take much. It doesn't mean you're taking notes, staring them down. <laughs> you're just aware. And I think that, you know, in life, of course, we all have things going on. So our mind can be clouded with, okay, as soon as this meeting is over, I have a doctor's appointment or I need to pick up my children. Um, just not giving all of your focus to anything is never good. If you're able to zero in and give all of your focus, you win every time. And if you feel like you are not anyone who moves through life being aware of people and their actions and their energy, um, don't feel as though it's awkward to go into that because it's not. It is just a way of being quiet unless you are the one that needs to speak, but you're aware, you're aware of the way someone speaks, you're aware of how serious they are or how serious they are not. Uh, It's just a way to be in touch. And if something happens good or bad with that person's nature, you're not shocked because you were always paying attention. You were always aware be it good or bad, whatever happens, you're not surprised because you're in touch. You're aware. This would be your magic, as Brene calls it. And again, it's it's not anything you have to feel nervous about or like, oh, today I'm going to make that. This is the day I'm going to consciously try to do it. Just start. Just slowly start to if you feel like you've never done it before. And over time, you'll realize how easy it is. And your relationship with friends and family or possible relationships that you'll develop in the future, friendships or work relationships, you'll realize once you learn the ability to be aware of someone, it's really helpful of their energy, of what they have to offer. Their energy when they're not talking, their energy when they are talking, how serious they are how positive they are it's very helpful when we stop numbing and start feeling and learning again we have to reevaluate everything especially how to choose loving ourselves over making people comfortable. Okay, this wouldn't be a Cult of Kindness podcast episode if I didn't say louder for the people in the back. When we stop numbing and start feeling and learning again, we have to reevaluate everything Especially how to choose loving ourselves over making people comfortable. Okay, people pleasers. Making people comfortable at the expense of your level of comfort or happiness. 
I mean, a lot of people are guilty of that. But of course, in the process of making people comfortable, if you're not, it is all for nothing. And numbing is never good. Numbing is simply hiding from that which is so. Numbing doesn't cause it to go away. It just creates a host of, of issues that you weren't even aware of, seriously. Power is not bad. But the abuse of power or using power over others is the opposite of courage. It's the desperate attempt to maintain a very fragile ego. It's the desperate scramble of self-worth quicksand. Ooh. <laughs> that stings, right? It, it stings even if it doesn't apply to you. Power is not bad. And it is not it is not. It is lethal when in the wrong hands. As she says, the abuse of power or using power over others is the opposite of courage. And it is. Because the person who is trying so hard to be so powerful is the least powerful person not just in the room in any room because that is projecting and a lot of times people know when people are projecting and perhaps it's just something someone has to work through they may be completely aware that people know they're projecting that their power trip says how insignificant they may actually feel. A scramble of self-worth quicksand. Ooh. The desperate scramble of self-worth quicksand. And I love I love that she says power is not bad because it isn't. When used correctly, power gets not only one individual through the door, it gets everyone who deserves a shot through the door. It gets voices that wouldn't normally be heard, heard. Power and kindness together. Now that's power. Power and sincerity together. Now that's power. Power is good. Being aware, good. 
think I'm going to like this book. Atlas of the Heart. I think you'll all enjoy it also. So, I think I'm going to end on that note. I hope that you've all been having a wonderful holiday season thus far. And remember, just because everything's decorated beautifully at this time of year and you're feeling light and you're feeling kind, that's great. Always be kind. But be kind in March. Be kind in July. Be kind when everything's filled with candy canes and all things happy and festive. Always be kind. Just like you should always be aware. Don't worry. We're all here to learn together. I love you all. Take care. <laughs>